What's up? What's good? How's everybody feeling today on this Wednesday, October 13th, 2021, the day before the game we were all waiting for. Dodgers, Giants, game five tomorrow. Woo! So glad we have a fifth game. I know Giants fans didn't want it, and I get it. I get it. But this series deserved it. We've got it. We will be talking a lot about that today after Game 4 win yesterday by L.A. Uh, today on the show, we're, we're in the giving mood. Uh, once again, we'll be having your chance to win WWE tickets uh, and Kings tickets. That's coming your way. But we're going to do that the way we've done it. Chris will have a WWE question for you. I'll have a Kings question for you. We're also going to do a tip of the cap. A head nod, whatever. Acknowledgement to those of you that check us out each and every day on YouTube. We thank you for that. Uh, we're going to have a question directed to you today for WWE tickets and for Kings tickets. So maybe this is the day you want to check out our YouTube channel. You never have. KHDK, YouTube, we're there right now. Got a couple people checking us out. You can do the very same, and you will have a chance throughout the show. We'll tell you, you just got to follow on, got to watch, got to listen. And we do appreciate all of you uh, that check us out on a day-to-day basis. You have to watch and listen. It pays to do both, right? It pays to do both. So we will have Kings tickets on the phone, Kings tickets on YouTube. Uh, Same with WWE, both all coming your way today. Also, since it's Wednesday, you know what that means? It's a Lincoln Kennedy Wednesday. Lots to discuss with Lincoln, and he'll join us one hour from now. Also, Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com will join us at 5 o'clock. So we'll get into those things today. Capital Casino is back with indoor gaming and dining located inside at 411 North 16th Street in downtown Sacramento. We'll wrap things up today with the crossover, a question from the morning show, and so a lot to get to. Hopefully you enjoyed the last hour, too. Always great having Frank LaRosa in here. Golf to go. Uh, that was a lot of fun over the last hour. But now we got the next three hours here with you and let's do it as we do each and every day where we start with a little first things first first things first close things close pops it up short right out goes Trey Turner and he gives way to Mookie Betts who makes the catch the Dodgers win seven to two that was from the Dodgers radio network uh a little bit of a bizarre game in one sense yesterday Um, It wasn't a game. I thought there was a couple of small windows that the Giants could have made that very interesting. It honestly felt to me watching it that the Dodgers should have won, like should have scored like 15 runs yesterday. Now the Giants bullpen did a good enough job. They were in a mess all game long, runners on base all the time. But in the end, it's just one Dodger win, and it comes down to a fifth and deciding game. I'm, I'm, I'm all here for this. This is going to be what, baseball if you look at across the board none of these division series got a fifth game everybody else is done so the best series going in is going to go the distance we know the Dodgers won that wild card game so you have two teams now that have won 109 games and I'm going to stick with the same stance that I've said if the Giants win tomorrow or the Dodgers win tomorrow I I still don't know who the better team is I don't I it's so razor thin you can't convince me the Dodgers are better or that the Giants are better someone's going to win Someone's going to either take advantage of a mistake by the other team, or if you think about a game like Game 3, and if the Giants end up winning this series, and obviously we have to see how Game 5 plays out, Game 3 has been the one game that either team could have won. And the Giants won a game in L.A. 
where they got three hits. Three hits. But the home run was the difference. Longoria's home run. So that was the only 50-50 game to me in this series. And the Giants got it. If they win this series, that game is going to be a huge, huge reason why. And then obviously the fifth game is the decider all tomorrow. You're forgetting one huge key to tomorrow's game. A huge key to tomorrow's game. Let me see. Dodgers will not have full rest for their pitcher. Is it Logan Webb? What, what am I missing? Is Carmichael Dave going to the game? What are you suggesting? He's been their lucky charm, the Dodgers' lucky charm. He did go. We have a picture proof that Dave was at the wild card game, and I think he said he wanted the Cardinals to win. The Dodgers won. Yes. We know he's a Giants fan. He went last night. Dodgers won. You can't let him go to San Francisco. I mean, at this point, someone in the Dodgers organization has to pay for Dave to go to the game. Yeah, if the Dodgers are sending him, you call me the spy? I, I You might have your uh, title lifted. But true spies deflect. So I, I'm speaking spy code. I think you've got – I think you're working with him. <laughs> um, I did see him. I don't know. I don't know how you're doing it, but something tells me you're behind this. You know how I'm doing it, Chris? I'm only going to let you know. No one else is picking up on this. I'm just telling you down the line. This isn't on the air right now. Face off. Oh, you lost on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's always the switchback. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to. I I don't know. I didn't hear if he's going to game five or not. But he was there last night right right by the score bug. And then sometimes you'd see him. Sometimes you wouldn't. Sometimes you'd see him. Sometimes you wouldn't. Um, But, yeah, Dodgers and Giants going the distance. Uh, So many different guys came through yesterday, at least for L.A. on their side of things. Uh, Let's hear from Walker Bueller. Tonight's a great example of kind of 26 guys coming together and, and figuring out a way to, to survive, and, and that's all we could ask tonight. Yeah, they just had to get through it. They did. That, I mean, they were they were the team in the sense of desperation, and I don't know that I would say the Giants were guilty of this in either game two or game four, but there is a little bit of a sense of just everybody's human nature. The, the first game – there is so much anticipation going into the game, and I said it yesterday. I'll say it again today because I actually have heard it from a couple more people that I now know. I know I think it's up to three people that went to the game, game one, and I've heard others media-wise talk about how loud of an atmosphere it was for the Dodgers-Giants game one. There was anticipation, the buildup, how great is this series going to be, and then it was a great game, Posey homers in the first, uh, Logan Webb's dealing crowd you know from world series championships to uh deciding games as loud as that park has ever ever been you add the dodgers factor the dodgers element into that and you get peak giants fan base with dodger fans there but just peak um adrenaline peak energy and everybody said that so you win game one and it's not a oh we got it it's maybe there's just an ever so slight okay we got game one and I don't. It's not meaning they're backing off. It's not meaning they're um, taking it easy. That's not what I mean. There's just a little bit of a mindset that, all right, we got the first. We do we have to win the second? No, we want to. And then it felt like the game with the sense of urgency was game three, right? It's someone's going to put the other team on the brink of elimination, and you had both sides feeling that. And that was the best game to me of the series, the most compelling game that had everything, and it was just one nothing. And the Giants responded with a win. And they knew they did not have to win yesterday. 
Doesn't mean they didn't want to. Didn't mean they didn't put out their best performance. The Dodgers were the team that was, I think, had a little bit of a different approach. Maybe it's something as subtle as a lot of first pitch swinging, a lot of aggressive at-bats um, early on. Then they then they kind of flipped into a little more of a patient team. It's like they, they kind of played two roles during the game, started getting more walks than they had seen in the series, just getting runners on and applying so much pressure to the Giants. And really, the Giants did a pretty decent job of keeping the Dodgers, uh, especially early on, it was just 2 nothing when the Dodgers threatened in just about every inning to really explode that thing, and then they started to. Um, so the Dodgers were the desperate team. Now it's back to kind of a game one, game three, game five feel to me because, you know, it goes without saying, winner's done, uh, a winner moves on, loser is done, and the margin of difference is so small between these two teams. Here's more from Walker Bueller. Playoffs are all about momentum, and, and I've talked about that kind of almost too much, but I, I think it's huge, and, and a win like this for us, especially the fashion we did it, is huge for us going, going in two days. No, I don't know. I'm not buying the, the – yes, there, there's something about momentum. No one's won two in a row. Um, so the Giants had to feel great about game one. They didn't win game two. Dodgers feeling great, coming home, up, uh, you know, getting home field advantage back. Well, the Giants found a way to win game three. Um, Dodgers had to win yesterday. They win it. I, I don't think it spills over into game five. What spills over into game five is the pitching. How will Urias do? How will Logan Webb do? And if they get chased early or if just they get taken out, how's the bullpen do? Who gets the timely hit? We'll go over a little bit later the, the struggles, really, for the Giants hitting. Uh, they have not hit that well, really, since game one. They've had a timely hit, right? Longoria doesn't have a lot of hits in the series, may have the most important one. But this is a team that's hit better than this for the year. Dodgers have had the bigger run games, right? When they've won, they've scored. So... Dodgers, though, have been shut out twice. The series has had everything. And my only regret is it's not the next round and it's not seven games. And really, it's not the World Series, which it couldn't be. But I think the ultimate letdown would be if the winner lost to the Braves. Because it feels like in many other years that we've seen this, we think we said this here in 2002 with the Kings and the Lakers, Oh, the winner's going to win the NBA Finals, and the Lakers went right through the nets. I'm certain the Kings would have done the same. But you don't want that letdown if that's the Giants winning or the Dodgers winning and losing to the Braves. But much more on this series. Um, it's what we wanted. It's what I wanted to see it go five games. And it's been classic. It hasn't disappointed. And I sure hope the game tomorrow lives up to what I think it will be and what the series has been so far. First things first. All right, the Braves have advanced. They'll be waiting the winner of the Giants and Dodgers. And the pitch on the way. Got him looking strike three. And the Braves are heading to the National League Championship Series for the second year in a row. They have eliminated the Milwaukee Brewers, and they win here in Atlanta in front of 40,000 strong. And this place is going crazy here in Atlanta. Well, that highlight there from the Braves Radio Network. So many reasons that I love baseball. I know a lot of you um, have followed it, have liked it, maybe don't love it anymore. I love playoff baseball. One case in point amongst many. To me, part of baseball's romance and drama is a season-long sample size of statistics 
or things that just don't make sense. Let's take this Braves and Brewers game and Brewers series. Josh Hader, as dominant as you can get out of the bullpen, a lefty, just does not allow home runs, does not allow extra base hits, does not give it up specifically to lefties. And in his season, he hadn't done it. I think in his career against lefties, he's only allowed a couple of them, and it's been a couple of years. And so you get this moment yesterday in Atlanta, Hader versus now Braves legend, Freddie Freeman. First pitch and a fly ball, deep center, going back Kane at the wall. That is gone! Freddie! First pitch, and he sends a shockwave through the ballpark, and they're going crazy here in Atlanta. Yep, that was the decider. Basically, a deciding play in the history of the Braves in a, in a deciding, you know, to eliminate a team that happened in, what, 1992? Remember the ball hit to Bonds and left with the Pirates. Sid Bream chugging around third. He would score at the plate. This is the only other time that's happened that late in the game in a playoff series to advance the Braves in their amazing history. Here's Brewers manager Craig Council talking about that matchup of Hader versus Freeman. It was the inning for Josh. We had to get him on the he had to pitch in the game, and it was the right part of the lineup for him to pitch to. And you know, it was our best against their best. You know, I don't think you regret having that situation. That's that's how it works. That's how the game works. That's how it's supposed to work. He's a hundred percent right. The numbers say it. Your your stud performer says it. You have to pitch him. The odds are in your favor. And Freddie Freeman changed the script. And that's why tomorrow, even looking at the Dodgers and the Giants, someone's gonna come out on the wrong end and and feel terrible and, and season will end. We make a lot out of that or the managerial moves or the decisions. Sometimes you can make what is perceived to be the right call and the game will do something different to you. The odds will be in your favor, and every once in a while, something weird happens, and that would be the case there. Historic for the Braves. Here's Freddie Freeman. I was just kind of looking up, and, you know, he threw three straight sliders to Dansby, so I just kind of looked up and away in a location, and he threw it there, and I was able to get it. (laughs) When you think about that, the exact pinpoint, precise spot he was looking, he got it, he delivered, and uh, ended that series basically after that here's the manager brian snitker god i don't know that i've ever been involved in a game like that just the intensity and everything that went on and back and forth and my god it was something else yeah so the braves are on to the national league championship series they will either be going to san francisco or going to la to start that when that gets going first things first first things first first one to cesar hernandez Ground ball right side, waiting on an Altuve. He has it from the outfield grass, throws to first, and that is the ball game, and that is the division series. For the fifth straight year, the Houston Astros will play in the American League Championship Series as they defeat the Chicago White Sox 10-1 to and win the series three games to one. Amazing, amazing work by the Astros. Five consecutive years. It's a rematch now of the American League Championship Series from a couple of years ago. Red Sox and Astros. So the Astros get it done. Second straight year under Dusty Baker. Here's uh, Dusty after the game. Hey, Dusty. You said you're not sure if they're fueled by the negativity, but wouldn't it kind of make sense to, uh, to have that chip on their shoulder? I didn't say that they don't have a chip on the shoulder. Okay. I mean, uh, I got a chip. 
you know, from the times I was let go. I mean, a chip is one thing, but, you know, you can't hold any animosity and hatred because all that does is eat you up and, you know, that's negative energy, which doesn't doesn't last. So positive energy lasts, you know, negative energy, you know, dissipates. And so, you know, I never hear them really jeering back or, or saying much. I mean, these guys, they take that negativity and put it in a positive direction. Well, and the players, obviously, we talked about the other theme of this series, of what the White Sox were chirping about. Ryan Tapera's comments. Uh, here's Carlos Correa after they eliminated, eliminated Chicago. So, Carlos, this year you've heard from the fans in the stands, reminders of 2017. During this series, you heard it from Ryan Tapera, an opponent. Did his words referring to the science-dealing scandal have an influence on this team? Uh, disrespectful words with no facts, with, with nothing to say. We scored six runs at home. Then we scored, what, like nine and then we scored six again here they just happened to score 12 and then you look at our ops on the road was the best in all the big leagues throughout 162 game season which we play 81 on the road um their ops was a lot higher at home than it was on the road so you know just another kids that needs to know the facts or you know what else needs to do yeah and the astros like them or not most people don't they have maintained we are a good baseball team and it's five consecutive years, Chris, for them in the ALCS. You really got to give them credit. They really do march the beat of their own trash can. Drum. Oh, march yeah. the beat of their own drum. Nice. Thank nice. you. Nice. <laughs> you mean this? Well, it will be the Astros and the Red Sox in the next round. Here's more from Houston and from one of their leaders that they've had for years and Jose Altuve. We knew that we were playing a really good team. These guys can pitch and they can hit. So I didn't want to go back to Houston and play game five with them. I personally show up ready, 100% to play, 100% focus on, on the game, on the pitcher, on playing defense. I know the boys did the same thing, and you know we got good chemistry. We talk a lot about how we're gonna go out there, and I, what I saw today was everybody focused on the game and nothing else. All right. Well, there was still other things. The White Sox couldn't leave uh, leave that alone. Let's hear a little bit here from Tony Larusa. Tony, at the end there, uh, hitting a Brayu, um, you were pretty upset. Do you think that was intentional? And uh, the warnings? Could you talk about how that came about? Well, I questioned. You know, after they threw three pitches in there, why they should have just ejected them. It'll be a good test of the uh, character and credibility of the winning team because it was intentional. Catcher kept looking in the dugout so that they hit him intentionally. And I'll be really curious. They should have the guts to admit that they did it. Why they did it, I have no reason to understand. You know, I only carried my sportsmanship so far, and I've gotten the limit. You know, they beat us. They played better. Oh, we're disappointed. But that was intentional. I don't understand why. I don't understand how they got away with it. All right. Well, White Sox. You're out. You're gone. Houston has moved on. Houston and Boston. First things first. First things first. first. All right, next up, and we're going to talk about this with Lincoln Kennedy today. Mark Davis spoke a little bit today. Uh, Mike Mayock had to speak. Uh, The Raiders were on stage a little bit here. Uh, I really think for all that Mike Mayock had to say, that really should have been Mark Davis. But, Chris, I'm going to bring you in here on this because we both talked about this before the show, and we took this completely differently. The quote that's come out uh, when Mark Davis was kind of asked about the John Gruden situation, quote, ask the NFL, they have the answers. We talked about it, and we both read that differently. What did you think that meant? Uh, I think I read it as, oh, the reason why Gruden isn't here is because the NFL kept on releasing – emails until he resigned 
That's what I took it yeah. as. And I took it as, which could be, I'm not saying you're wrong. I read it as, well, yeah, the reason Gruden's not here is obviously, one, the NFL asked them, they have the answers, but they have all the answers. Like, ask, if you want me to see if there's more amongst owners, ask the NFL. They have the answers. And maybe that's where I want it to go because I think there's way more here. And I think the ownerships, the owners around the league are protecting one another right now. One major, huge problem I had with what Mark Davis said is he didn't defend his players at all. His current players. His current players. Or yeah. any player. Any past player. Or any person. Yeah, which is, I mean, for whatever people wanted to say about Al Davis, not uh, suggesting he's perfect by any means, or was, uh, he was very much into uh, inclusion for gender, race. Um, he was kind of one of the first in that, in a lot of realms. And even looking at his front office with Amy Trask and other uh, leaders that he had in the organization. So... I just th- there's there's gonna be much more to this. I know we're gonna talk about it with Lincoln, just kind of his assessment as a former player and someone that's known him. Uh, but the Raiders, the reality is they do have to move on. And I thought when you put a general manager now and like Mike Mayock in that spot, he can he can defend and talk. Not even have to defend, he can say a lot of things. But I really feel like that's the spot where the owner should have been in. Remember how we were talking about the other day of does Kyrie really like basketball? Mm-hmm. Does Mark Davis like football? I think he just likes owning the team. I don't even know about that. You don't think so? I think he likes the things that come with owning the team, but he doesn't. He's not like a buck stops here type of guy. No, I don't think he's ever been that. I don't think he's ever been perceived that around the league too. I think when stuff is being talked about, he's at the meetings, but. It might be, oh, I have to go to the meetings where there's others like Jerry Jones wants to be an influencer amongst the league. There's others that, hey, we changed this rule because I said so, or that's, I want to get this rule or this salary cap or that, like, I think Mark Davis is just at the meetings. Yeah. But I think a lot of NFL owners, even like the ones that we don't even know the names of, they it's a want, hobby or another thing, an entity. But, no, but I think that they want control of their team. Yeah. And I am the head guy. Right. And, you, I am the final answer on everything. Yeah, and you know it. And I don't think that's Mark Davis at all. Yeah, I don't think so either. And so uh, I don't know. The the you know we'd have to get the thorough explanation from him. But uh, the Raiders speaking at least a little bit about the situation with John Gruden. First things first. Close things first. Well, we mentioned Kyrie yesterday. The Nets basically making their stance saying that, yeah, he can play, but he's got to be fully eligible. To be eligible to play in practice, especially in New York and in Brooklyn, he has to be vaccinated. Kyrie has made his stance. Then he makes the curious claim yesterday that, well, there's really a larger thing I'm looking at here. Trying to speak for the voiceless. There's plenty of people speaking for the voiceless, and I don't think Kyrie has been doing that before. Uh, I feel like that's kind of the pivot to where he went to, and he didn't want to get the shot, and that's fine. Uh, what's interesting, though, is James Harden now. See, this is the stuff when it was initially being started, and I felt like Steve Nash, Kevin Durant, others amongst the Nets organization were put in a spot where, yeah, we're going to defend our guy. He's our, he's our guy. He's our teammate. He's our friend, and he still could be all those things. For the moment, he's not their teammate. James Harden today said on playing without Kyrie, we respect his beliefs, but we have a job to do. And that's right. The job goes on. This is no different than if Kyrie shredded his knee. You go on. You move on. And now the team, unless Kyrie changes his stance, 
the team's not going to ask him to do it. They're, they're basically forcing him to, or he's not going to play for him. Um, it's up to Kyrie. Ball is truly in his court. And for the rest of the Nets, yeah, it's the harsh reality of sports. You go on. The Warriors knew it when Durant was a member there and got hurt, or the Nets when Durant first got there and couldn't play. They go on. They try to win without him, try to get better, and know that when he's there, they'll be even better. They're going to try to do the same uh, without Kyrie. All right, one more here on First Things First. First Things First. All right, WNBA Finals, they continue. Uh, Chicago Sky, they've been quite a story uh, just a 500 team. They made their way through the postseason. They made the finals. They took game one. So they have a one nothing series lead. Uh, they will take on Phoenix in Phoenix. You can also go to cagedk.com right now and participate in our daily over-under and is related to game two of the WNBA finals. And our question today for you there, WNBA finals, Diana Taurasi, total points, 17 and a half. Over or under, weigh in there. All you have to do is pick one of the two options and you will qualify for a chance to win a $50 gift certificate to Twin Peaks. All right, so we've given you first things first. Today at 4 o'clock, Lincoln Kennedy will join us. At 5 o'clock, Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com. But when we come back, it all comes down to Game 5. Much more reaction to Game 4 and what to expect for tomorrow. And will some of those Giants that have hit so well for them this year hit tomorrow in Game 5? We'll discuss that when we come back here on Sports 1140 KHDK. Ball to right field. Well hit. Bryant going back to the wall. And it is gone. Mookie Betts goes the other way. And the Dodgers take a 4 to nothing lead. Charlie Steiner there on the Dodgers radio network. It was weird. Yesterday, our crossover question from Carmichael Dave was uh, give a prediction. Chris, I know you wanted the one nothing uh, game because then the... Uh, wait, you wanted one nothing. Giants, yes. So that the or the Giants to win by one, so the Dodgers could outscore them in the series, but lose three games to one. Yes, yeah. Um, instead, um, I had predicted what six to two Dodgers with home runs by Betts and Bellinger, and Betts hit that homer. Bellinger had a couple of good at bats. Uh, seven to two, not far off, not far off on that one. Now we get to a deciding. How good is Betts, by the way? So good. I mean, there's so many good players in this series. Could you imagine having him on your team and then trading him away? No, not at the, like maybe eight years from now, like at the end, feeling like he's at the end of Mookie Betts' career. At least Boston now is getting some rewards from that. Like Verdugo's a nice P. They, they, but that had to be a killer for that organization. An organization that hadn't really done it that way. They've been a team that has been acquiring players like that, and then they move a guy in his just entering his prime. Uh, they're terrible people. <laughs> so now the Dodgers have bets, and it's a 2-2 series. Game five tomorrow. So excited for this. Um, some things, though, some trends, some things that have to really get better for each side. Now, the the logical thing, and a lot of people will say this, I'm gonna, I guess I'm going to add on here, is when you have a short sample series like this in a five-game series, and really the playoffs, this happens pretty much universally, um, some people just don't hit. I mean, that, that happens over a week in baseball, right? Where you're like, oh, he's in a little bit of a slump. But when you play 162, that's where you get a season-long's worth of averages. And you say, this guy's a key play piece or a key player. 
Um, but when you look at what the Giants have done so far, some of the important pieces to their 107-win regular season and 109-win totality of a year have been names like Ruff, uh, Flores, Yastrzemski, Solano, um, Duggar, guys like that. Uh, unfortunately, right now, some of that group have just not been hitting at all. I mean, at all. And if you go down the list of batting averages in this series, Ruff doesn't have a hit. Uh, Wade basically has has just the one. Um, Yastrzemski is still hitless. Longoria is only batting 143, but he has the biggest hit in the series still to me at this point. Um, Dickerson doesn't have a hit. These are the kind of guys, Duggar, as we mentioned, Solano, that, you know, you still need the belts. He was obviously not playing, but Crawford and Posey and, and Lestella has been grinding through at bats, even with the injury. That group is 0 for 39 that I mentioned. Yaz, Flores, Ruff, Solano, Dickerson, Duggar, even, uh, he pinch hit uh, also to put over 39, Casali. Over 39. That's extreme. That's extreme. So that, I think, when people looked at the lineups coming in, said, man, you know, there just doesn't seem to be a break in the Dodgers lineup. And I didn't really feel that way this year that there was a break in the Giants lineup. It's just right now when guys aren't hitting, right? When you don't see the production from the guys that you can count on and have counted on. Dodgers went a little risky yesterday by putting Gavin Lux in there. Uh, not as much of a fielding center fielder. He could play the infield, but putting him in center, they wanted offense. Difference is they got offense. He got, he got on base four times, two hits, two walks. The thing on the Dodgers side of things, there's a couple guys that aren't hitting for them. That would scare me, but also it's a short sample size. Two of their best players and one of their postseason killers is Justin Turner. He's batting 0-59. And Trey Turner got two hits yesterday to elevate his average to 167. So what has to happen in the last game? What are the keys? I think one of the things that's been factual in the series has been the team that scores first has won every game. It hasn't been because they've put up a score that's made the lead insurmountable. Not a, It's not been a five-run inning that made it 5 nothing, and the other team is chasing. It's just they've set a good tone. Dodgers did it. Excuse me, Giants did it in game one with that Posey homer in the first. Dodgers scored the first two runs in game two. And then the Giants got a run. Let's remember that. 2-1. That's where that game felt like this is anybody's game. Dodgers had that breakthrough inning, score four. And Giants now chasing it and, and couldn't catch up. Then game three is the classic where it's just nobody's scoring. Nobody's getting any hits. Longoria leaves the yard. That's the only run of the game. Yesterday, Dodgers score first. Felt like they should have scored a lot more. They didn't. Giants had a couple of small windows in the game to get back in it. Never quite did it. And so here we are for a fifth and deciding game. Here's Dave Roberts. This yep. is what baseball wants. I mean, I think, uh, as I understand, all the series are done, and so we're going to be the only show in town. So if you uh, have a pulse or uh, you're a sports fan, you, you better be watching Dodgers-Giants. So it's going to be a great one. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. All in. I don't like that. What? Him telling me what to do. <laughs> so now you're for the Giants. Yeah. Um, we got a, this Kings game tomorrow. You know what? There's Kings preseason action in the quest to go 4-0. 
Let's get our perspective. Either move this game up or back. Yeah, there is one L.A. team I want to see lose tomorrow. The Lakers. That's right. That's right. So they'll be coming up to a Golden 1 Center tomorrow. Um, For this game tomorrow, Urias versus Logan Webb. Logan Webb talked about the jitters he had in game one. He was flat out amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I think back to his first start, seven and two-thirds, five hits, 10 Ks, just ownage. He was great. He's been great the back half of the season. He's a local guy, and you got to feel like, to me, game five will be talked about for decades. It's going to be. Mm. It will be. Decades? Yes. Mm. No? No. Why? We're very forgetful. I don't think so. We've never seen this before. These two have never played before. If it's not baseball's best rivalry, it's the second best. Mm. No? Are there like... What? But are there baseball rivalries? Yes. I, I would say like I would say that Giants and Dodgers is the best rivalry. Okay, well then it's it. I would say that. But is it much of a rivalry? Yes. Okay. Why don't you think it's much of a rivalry? I just don't I don't feel it. You're not you're not I don't, I think I think both teams need to hate each other equally. I think it's there. I don't think it was there from the Dodgers. Giants fans hate the Dodgers. There's yes. no mystery there. Yeah. I think it's there now. Okay. I think it's there. And this is the kind of game that to me, we're going to look at Webb and Urias and maybe all the people you expect, like maybe Buster Posey hits, gets the big hit. See, I also think you need to have fights. Okay. Like, remember when the Cardinals and Reds yeah. would have those fights? We haven't finished the series. 2004, when Pedro's slamming Zimmerman to the ground and and Yankees are putting chokeholds on, was it Kapler? I think it was Kapler. Oh, wow. Was it? Yeah. Well, we haven't finished the series. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I think... But I don't think that there should be fighting. Let me put that out there. There should not be any violence on the field. But if it were to happen, it would make the... Then it would elevate things for it you. It would elevate it. Elevate the experience. I think what the charm of a game like this, besides what you think could be predictable, is the unpredictable. Is is Could it be... Let me just look down this lineup. Like Pollock for the Dodgers. Does he become... A historically big figure like Tra- uh, Travis Ishikawa in Giants history. Um, is it um, Steven Duggar? I mean, La Stella. Who is going to be the one that has the moment? And it could still be a, a mainstay, a big gun, someone that you predict. But there will be a moment tomorrow that'll be defining. I, I think in this series right now, to me, the moment still is Crawford's defensive play. Maybe it's Longoria's home run. Um, I love that. Uh, Duvall got those last six outs of that game, uh, game three. Everybody pitched yesterday for the Giants for the most part. So, And I know Gabe Kapler said afterwards, everybody's going to be ready. They're going to have all the arms ready to go. And how quickly do they have to go to the next pitcher? That's what I think is going to be another swing. Who gets the lead first? How quickly do they get to the bullpen of the other team? You're saying there's going to be a defining moment? Mm-hmm. My prediction on top of that, it's going to be a negative defining moment. Which is unfortunately what happens a lot in baseball, meaning an error, yeah. a miscue, uh, rounding second and missing the back, like something you just go, oh my god! And they're going again talked about for decades. I think this baseball, you're on that decades thing. Well, there's historic, like Bobby Thompson is one of the great. I mean, I wasn't there, but it's still discussed. There's this is the kind of thing I think is defining forever. 
Hmm. Well, then, so, but on top of that, they have to go on to win the, one of these teams has to go on to win the World Series. It would be such a letdown if they lost to the Braves. Yeah, if that were to happen, are people talking about this series for Uh, decades? I well, I'm going to go back to what you said. You thought the Red Sox had to beat the Cardinals. I don't. That year, when they swept the eight, was it the Cardinals? Yeah, yeah. the 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 history that was made was coming back from three nothing and beating the Yankees. The rivalry that was now it was added to that they won the world the World Series. I don't think most people know who they beat. I think that they would have been. I agree with that, but I think Red Sox fans would have been crushed. They would have been, but I still think like the reference, the lore. It's like, it, oh, nobody can come back from three. Boston did it. Boston did it. It changed with that stolen bit. Like and then, things but that then are remembered forever. That, it would be they're the only team to come back from three games down and then end up losing the yeah. World Series. It might be. It might be. I mean, it's hard to tell because it never happened that way, but I think it's going to be absolutely fantastic. All right. When we come back, your first crack today to win WWE tickets, our ticket giveaway. Chris is going to have a question for you on the WWE ticket giveaway. Win a pair of tickets to see WWE Raw on October 18th at Golden One Center. For tickets and more information, visit cagedecay.com. And also coming up at 4, we will check in with Lincoln Kennedy on his weekly visit. We're back with more right after this on Sports 1140 KHDK. All right, here's your chance. If you dial 1-800-920-1140, 1-800-920-1140 to win tickets to WWE Raw next week at Golden One Center. For tickets and more information, go to khdk.com. We will have Kings tickets to give away for their home opener uh, later at 530. Also, special for you guys today, those of you that are diehards on our YouTube chat, we do thank you guys there. Uh, we're going to give away a pair of tickets as well for WWE through YouTube and for the Kings. So it pays to watch and it pays to listen. So there you go. We appreciate that. So maybe you want to get your phone out real quick and uh, hop on YouTube and yeah, try both ways. Try them both. Yeah. 1-800-920-1140. So this has kind of been uh, Chris's thing here. We'll get his question in a moment. Uh, But yeah, we were talking about the Giants and the Dodgers. Uh, Thinking about this, this could be game 24 tomorrow that they've played. Both teams now that the Dodgers won the wild card game have 109 wins, and head to head, it's 12 to 11 Giants. It's so great. It's so great. They are that even. I'm so glad it's coming to a fifth and deciding game. That to me is what makes sports great. It's going to be stressful and agonizing and painful, and hopefully. Uh, for your team, if that's a Giants fan or a Dodger fan, exhilarating and rewarding, right? I mean, the Giants have always said that in the run of 2010, 12, and 14, it's torture. It'll feel like that at some points, that there'll be torture. But in this case, they've got to uh, find a way. Let me put a – Robin was on hold on uh, air there for a second. Uh, they got to find a way to win. Find a way to win. Scoring first will be important. Getting a great pitching outing by Logan Webb. And uh, some timely hitting. Got to get those other guys that weren't hitting that we mentioned in our last segment of Yaz, Flores, Solano, Dickerson, Duggar, Casali, Ruff, those kind of guys. Because I feel confident that Buster or uh, Crawford, even Longoria, Bryant, those guys will find ways if they need them. Can those others that had 
been so instrumental in what they did during the regular season uh, come up into deciding game five. All right, so let's do it, Chris. What is uh, your question for our WWE tickets on the phone? WrestleMania 35 history was made. It was the first time that the women had the main event. So my question is, who are the women, WWE superstars, that main evented WrestleMania 35, and who was the winner? So we need two answers there, the two competing and the winner. Was there two competing? Oh, I don't know. Maybe there's a trick there. Let's go to Brian. Brian, you heard the question. Do you know the answer? Yeah, it's a real, uh, real choppy connection. It was WrestleMania 5. What? Who was in the main event? Which wrestlers were in the main event? And who was the winner? I don't think. I think we lost Brian. Man, Brian, sorry about that. Try again. Uh, again, one eight hundred nine two zero eleven forty. So, Robin, you're next. Robin, what do you think? Yes, I, I believe it was uh, Becky Lynch who won. And uh, who was in it? Um, UFC fighter uh, 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 Ronda Rousey. And? And Charlotte Flair. He got it. Wow. There you go. Robin got it all. That snuck a third one in there. Thank, Thank you, Robin. Hang tight. You have won a pair of tickets to see, to go to WWE Raw next week at Golden One Center. All right. Chris said that was going to be a tough one. And, uh, he got it. Good job. Robin, you will be going. All right, we will have in the next hour, like we said, a chance for you on YouTube to win tickets to WWE. A question exclusively to you guys there. So there you go. We will have that for the Kings as well, and then the Kings question coming up later. All right, still to come on the show, as we said, uh, the Chris Landry show will be back with us, LandryFootball.com. He's going to join us at 5 And when we come back in the 4 o'clock hour, Lincoln Kennedy, and we told you we were looking forward to talking to Lincoln, a couple of things coming out of Raiders camp today because now they have to go on, right? I mean, that's that's the reality of this. It's, I'm sure, shell shock to all of them. Um, A couple of things can be true here. You may have an opinion of your coach and and a feeling of him uh, one way or the other, positively or negative, uh, but at this point, he's no longer your coach. Uh, Derek Carr, I think, had the quote today, I hate the action, but I love the person. I'm sure they had a relationship that he feels good about. Now, can both things be true? Those emails were beyond damning and something that he had to go. So Derek Carr probably has an opinion of him. Want to get Lincoln Kennedy's perspective on his opinion of Coach John Gruden. So we'll do that coming up in the next hour. But the other part is, like we said, the show must go on. The games must go on. They have to compete. Their season's not done. How unique of a spot are they in? They got the same coordinators, same coaches all the way around the board, except for a different head coach. And you go and play a Bronco team that it's okay, right? Three and two as well. Raiders had their worst game of the year by far. I mean, it's just an awful performance against the Bears, but they can correct this if they get a fourth win. They get the Eagles after that and then a bye. And they, there's still a lot of season to go. It could be a great turnaround or. This could totally spiral out of control. I don't know which direction it'll go. Um, hopefully the team leaders and the rest of the coaches are able there to soften this as much as they can and redirect the focus on the team and on what they're doing and what their jobs are. Not easy to do, but it is doable. So we will visit with Lincoln Kennedy when we start the 4 o'clock hour. We'll come back with that next 
here on KHTK.